Deeks Insurance would like to remind our listeners that they have preferred rates for members of faith-based organizations. Deeks has been a licensed insurance brokerage since 1981, proudly serving the evangelical Christian community with preferred home and auto insurance rates. Having started as a family business, Deeks understands that being part of something really matters. Your church might in fact be a part of the larger Deeks family. Find out by visiting deeksinsurance.ca. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. So I had to do a cleaning house of my idols and my thinking, and it had to start with me, that the Lord had to work in me to work on how I was going to love God, because regardless of whatever guy did or didn't do, even if he was sinning, it did not mean that I had to sin. And so I had to start being humble and saying, okay, Lord, trying to fix him isn't working. You've got to start (laughs) fixing me. That's Amber Leah, and this is a Best of 2021 Focus on the Family presentation all about marriage. And uh, Amber and her husband Guy will be sharing how to de-escalate and have a more peaceful relationship with your spouse. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, it's pretty normal for marriages to experience the ebb and flow of relationship. You have those beautiful days, those wonderful moments, and then you have the maybe not so wonderful moments like, do I have to tell you again mm. where the milk is? You know? Or I'm so sorry. Or worse, yeah. but the irritating things, mm-hmm. right? Um, here's some encouragement from the book of Hebrews. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Maybe not you or your spouse, but Jesus is, and that's something to stand on. No matter what things look like with your spouse today, rest in the fact that we have an unchanging God who is willing to comfort you and help you and transform your marriage. Uh, today, we're going to bravely trudge into some areas that might be a little uncomfortable, uh, the triggers in your marriage. Every marriage has them, and all of us need God's help to get through those things and kind of mature so those triggers don't trigger us, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I've asked Jean, my wonderful wife uh, and accountability partner, (laughs) to be here with us today. I think it's wonderful that we have Jean along with us. And uh, Guy and Amber Leah are relationship coaches and co-owners of a faith and family production company in Los Angeles. And they've been married 14 years and have four boys. And uh, they've written a book together called Marriage Triggers, Exchanging Spouses' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses. And uh, we have that here at the ministry. Give us a call, 800-A-FAMILY, or stop by focusonthefamily.com slash broadcast to get your copy. Welcome, each and every one of you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank we you are very much. so glad to be here. No, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's one of the core communication issues in marriage. How do we not trigger each other? How do we better understand those triggers? And we're going to get into that. Uh, Guy and Amber, you came up with the idea, so let's start with you. Uh, you describe your marriage as triggered from the start. That sounds a little frightening. <laughs> Why was that the case? And didn't you enjoy a little bit of a honeymoon period? Well, <laughs> who's going to yeah. uh, put their hand emphasis up. on the word little. We had a little bit of a honeymoon period, but yeah. not not very long. Things moved very very quickly for us um, when we we got married, and within within a couple of months we got pregnant, and so we didn't have that time to kind of develop ourselves and get to know our identity as a young married couple. Um, we quickly shifted directly into parenting and. You know, the extra room that was going to be the fun room suddenly turned into the baby's room. And, you know, all that she, my wife is a wonderful planner. And so she shifted into high gear planning mode and painting and all the things. Oh, yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like... What about me? He was saying. <laughs> yeah. So it is evidence of your growth, the fact 
that you just said. She's a wonderful planner. It sounded so heartfelt. Yeah. Uh, no, Did I it am. used to be like, man, she plans everything. It, uh, <laughs> I, it still is. I'll, I'll admit that can still be a thing. Because Best foot we, forward. Those are one of the differences we have in our relationship is she very much is the planner and yes. she thinks 10 steps ahead. And I'm very happy thinking one or two steps ahead and being in the moment. And so yeah. we we have to continually find that balance for ourselves. So I get the, the baby part, but before that even, there were other stressors going on yes. for the newlyweds listening that may be going, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, that's my wife or that's my husband. What were yes. some of those other stressors? Well, you know, they say opposites attract and there is mm-hmm. some truth to that, but it also creates a lot of everyday practical problems. And when you're in a friendship and dating and then you get married, living with one another is a different beast. <laughs> <laughs> really? And, you know, it was even early on just with, for example, we would, um, I wanted to put in our new apartment a wall of portraits, you know, mm-hmm. our wedding photo and, you know, make room for when baby comes and all of that. And the planner in me, <laughs> the big, wall of, pictures. The big yes. wall of pictures. And I thought on a Saturday, this is going to be amazing. We will all lay it all out. <laughs> we'll do all the measuring guy. will do all the hammering and he run, woke up guy, like, run. he woke up ready to watch the football game, you know? What? And he was like, whoa, An excellent choice. Wait, it was the Notre Dame USC football game. And oh, that's what I had planned for weeks for that coming. day. I know that's right. <laughs> How could so, you, plan that during the SC Notre Dame game. We just had different perspectives on what was important (laughs) at the time and because we didn't at the time have the communication skills to work through those things together, which we want to offer people hope that that is possible, at the time we weren't doing that. We were just triggered and easily provoked to anger and so we were reacting instead of responding to each other and uh, and it kind of went downhill from there. Did either of those things happen then? Did the wall get uh, the pictures or did the game get watched? The, the wall get, got done and the game got watched part of it. So, but none oh. of, neither we, of us were very happy yes. about either place at the, it, at the it end. It ended of up in the book, so it still, yeah. <laughs> it still exists as one of those days yes. that was a pivotal day for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you both became convinced that you'd married the wrong person. Yeah. Okay, tell us about that. That's a big yeah. statement. Yeah, yeah I, I married Mr. Wrong for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he married Ms. All Wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, we just, we got it all wrong. And I used to think, well, I believe in God's sovereignty, but boy, this was a mistake. I mean, we, I really felt that way early on, even though I loved him. And a lot of the time I liked him. We had so many triggers that I wondered, how is this going to happen? How are we going to navigate this for the rest of our lives? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until God started working on me personally, after I nagged and argued and yelled for a really long time, and that didn't work. Um, the Lord eventually started to say, uh, Amber, you are Ms. All Wrong, and he's Mr. Wrong, but that's because nobody is perfect. There is no perfect person except for Jesus Christ. And so as long as you continue to be prideful and argue, you are not going to live life to the full or have the marriage that I designed. Because the minute that you say I do, you do become a match made in heaven. And so that's what I had to come to. It was like, you know what? We made a vow. God did bring us together. He is wrong. I'm wrong. But that's because we're two people that are sinful. We need to yield to being perfected in Christ day by day. And that's what's going to make us right for each other. You know, Amber, as you describe that, one of the things that uh, certainly Gene and I have encountered, I think you and Dina, John, have probably encountered this too. It's hard to, if I could say it this way, get your fingers out of your ears. Because I think we get into the habit in our marital relationships where the more pain you're causing me, the more trigger you're causing Mm -hmm. me, the harder I stuff my fingers into my ears because I don't want to hear it. And it it is the exact opposite of what the Lord wants from you. 
right? Yeah, the yeah. pain acts as blinders. You know, it, it filters us to not being able to hear or see yeah, each other. Yeah, and, and that is a, a, a fork in the road in your relationship. You got to decide if that's where you want to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, let's go to some of the triggers in the mm-hmm. book because I want to hit those. Yes. And you're going to come back next time because we're going to keep this discussion going. And yeah. Jean wants to tell the world about all of my, you know, <laughs> That'll stuff. be a separate red <laughs> extra. She's got quite a list over but there. She, yeah, I see the list. It's going to the floor there. What's the but uh, one of the things, Amber, you identified with, and Jean uh, said, yeah, that's one for me too, is when the house is a mess. Yes. That's a trigger. It is. How is that a trigger? I mean, are Guy and I triggering this and you and Jean? Or you know, it's a combination it... of things. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, every marriage is unique, right? Because you've got a, two unique personalities, and that's going to make up a unique marriage personality. But for a lot of couples, we found that one or the other is more bothered by clutter or dirtiness, you know, which are two mm-hmm. different things. Sometimes the house is very clean. Wives will tell their husbands when they, you know, are come in after being gone from work or whatever. And we'll say the house is clean. It's just cluttered. That's it's right. messy. <laughs> but those are two different things. I'm trying really hard here. But so for Guy and I, you know, he's not as uh, bothered or triggered by clutter as I am. And when you're home a lot, like I was with our kids when they were young, a lot of couples will tell us this is such a problem. And so I had to disrupt that habit of being reacting, being quick to anger. And, you know, I believed God when he said, be slow to anger, you know, be quick to listen. And I had to say, okay, deep breath. What can we do together to tackle this? You know, put some things (laughs) in place, communicate. Part of it was just me practically having to get some better storage bins for the mess, teaching the kids to take on a little bit more responsibility. But if that's your biggest trigger, you know, don't get overwhelmed by the 10 triggers that you have, but take one at a time. And we would do that. We're like, look, the constant clutter is not working for me. What can we do to strategize together? I don't want to keep reacting. Mm-hmm. I want to be more proactive. If I can say from my side of things, um, you know, I was working a really intense job where I'd be at work 10, 12 hours a day and I'd come home and Amber's got, you know, two or three or four kids at home. At this time, it was three kids, two of them still in diapers. And I'd come home and could barely open the door because there's like toys all over the floor, <laughs> you know, and I'm walking into that going like, I just got off work and I should come into a house that's clean and ready and, you know, and I'd be frustrated or I wouldn't say anything. Yeah, that and was I would, not a good and I would allow <laughs> I would allow that trigger to kind of bubble up in me and it would immediately push me towards frustration and anger right away. But until I gained a full understanding of what her day was like with those kids in the house by herself without a lot of friends at all in our this new neighborhood that we had moved into, until I had a better understanding of what her days were like, I, I was triggered very quickly. And so once we had a better understanding of that, it allowed me to be more understanding of walking into that. Mm-hmm. knowing. I went through you know, a job loss and while that wasn't yeah. a good thing in the end, God used it for good because he was home more and he yeah. got to see how difficult it was yeah. and that made things better for well, us. Let me ask Guy for those spouses who, who can't walk in those shoes then, who do have that stressful job and are stressed out. Well, I can ask Jim as well. <laughs> no, position. I'd say ask God. <laughs> <laughs> stressed out by the clutter and the chaos. What advice do you have for them? I I want to say that it's a really simple one, but I just think that you have to have an understanding of what your spouse what their day is like and what they're going through. And again, it goes back to that me first attitude a little bit. When you um, are 
concentrating on yourself, thinking about what your attitude is going into something, I think you can get a better understanding of what you're walking into with your spouse. And he would do that also. He would call me on the way home yeah. from work. He got in the habit of doing mm-hmm. that just to kind of get a lay of the land, a feel for the environment he was walking into so he could prepare himself mentally <laughs> to walk into that. Yeah. That yeah. was That's one good. thing we did. I'd take too. a moment either <laughs> in traffic or right out in front of the house while in the car just... How's it going? What, 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 what am I walking into? What do you need Just help so with? so I know. When, when I would call When I would call home if Dina said, what do you want? I knew that I was walking into <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> exactly. Sounds more like military communication. <laughs> we got four zombies in the right yeah. there. Look out that's when you come right. in the door. Yes, yes. I mean, that's Prepare crazy. yourself for the land. Okay, well, that was very good of the ladies on this uh, house being clean thing. Now, let's go to a guy one. Guy. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to us being triggered, uh, maybe backseat driving. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm terrible at that. Yeah. Right, Jean? I'll yeah. confess it. Me too. <laughs> I can be a backseat driver. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but we... She didn't yeah. hesitate no, much there. <laughs> no, but we've no. worked through that. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. That one's off the... Okay, let's move on to the next <laughs> trigger. Yeah, guy, there was early in your no, marriage, you had a driving it. experience, I think, with the two of you. Yeah. What happened? And we'll respond. Yeah, we were... Well, you know, we, yeah. we so we live in Los Angeles, and um, it is just crazy. It is fill every hole. It's traffic for hours. It's just nuts. And um, on this particular evening, we were driving back. It had rained a little bit, and um, we were. I was changing lanes, and someone in front of me just changed right in front of me and caused me to have to you know jerk the wheel to get out of the way and amber immediately was like guy what are you doing you shouldn't drive like that and it was yeah, this immediate like lash out at me <laughs> and i'm like well, it wasn't me it was him and i'm trying to be defensive and take care yeah, of this let me ask you this question if yeah. you didn't swerve would you have been hit oh absolutely Probably. okay clearly i'm on your side on this yeah, one clearly. guy i am now however, <laughs> i wasn't then but i am now yes the principle uh is and we we didn't necessarily work it out that night as successfully <laughs> but and guys a being nice later. because the truth is this was a habit of mine i mean i yes. i was it wasn't just it when was we trigger. were in danger yeah. i was always telling him how to drive yeah. i i admit that yeah yeah but uh, what I was able to do is to think the best about my wife and realize that she wasn't lashing out at me and my bad driving. She was actually lashing out at her sense of safety for our four kids that were in the back seat most of the time. So she being the mama bear, her concern was safety for them. And so um, that's where her frustration was coming from. So I just had to realize that it wasn't towards me. It was literally about the situation and allowed me to accept her problems and anxiety and all that <laughs> in a much different yeah. way. And it really changed. Um, it still crops up from time to time. It's an organic thing. Marriage, you know, every day is different. So it still comes up but every once in a while. But it required a conversation. I mean, yeah, one of the yeah, things absolutely. that Guy and I did yeah. is, I mean, it was so constant that we were getting frustrated in the car. We were like, look, we're going to have to drive together a lot for the yeah. next however many years. We've got to figure this out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on you. You're the driver. You focus on driving. I'm the passenger. I will work on being a passenger and not a driver. And I will That's try to great. allow my anxieties to take a backseat. You know, yeah, but, and but the question is, how did you control your tongue? That's what all I, of this is uh, about. This is right? a couple things. Yeah. I'd bite my tongue literally. I'm not kidding. I would just like bite my tongue. You know, like okay, Amber, zip it. But um, we started listening to podcasts or books on tape just to distract. Were these me. instructional mm-hmm. driving? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that focus would, on that family. Was, see, we should have come here no back doubt. then. Those, those That's calming a good idea. videos. <laughs> like, <laughs> just picture the blue skies. <laughs> right water trickling. But honestly, like it. It seems like a small thing, 
you know, being a backseat driver. I get it. But it really, the perpetual, you know, interjections of while someone's driving, Mm -hmm. it gets to you. It just creates a layer of frustration that you may not even pick up on overtly. So now when Guy is driving, I'm in charge of the map and not in a... Hey Turkey, you were supposed to turn there, which I still do. <laughs> that was a great move, actually. Yeah, yes. but you know, and letting him take the scenic route. You know, if he doesn't go the way I would go, it's okay. Let it go. This focus on the family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Tony really struggled in his marriage. He and his wife seemed incompatible and headed toward divorce. Focus on the family. Many, many times, is just very encouraging. Very encouraging for us to stick together, to pull through, to work it out, to um, go the distance. I'm Jim Daly. This season, help us give families hope, like we did for Tony and his wife. Please give generously today at focusonthefamily.ca slash give. Financial Moments with Tom Copeland. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Are you experiencing God's peace in the area of finances? If not, then you're probably not managing money God's way. Of interest, the Bible has 500 verses on prayer, 500 verses on faith, and 2,350 scriptures that apply to money. However, only 3% of the scriptures relate to giving, while 97% relate it to other financial topics, which most people have limited knowledge of, and as a result, they unknowingly violate biblical financial principles and later suffer the consequences. We have a solution. Commencing September 2021, my experienced leaders will lead several small groups based on my book, Financial Management God's Way. This in-depth biblical financial study has helped thousands of people in managing money much better. There are 12 sessions of about two hours each, and the meetings will take place online with the Zoom software. To learn more and to register, go to copelandfinancialministries.org. Again, copelandfinancialministries.org. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. And for those just joining us, the trigger's idea is that I'm having a reaction, but it's kind of the tip of the iceberg, right? There's something else going on, perhaps, that's kind of coming forth. Is that fear? Yeah, a fear, for sure. Fear, um, anxiety, uh, a sense of lack of control, even positive change can cause some measure of stress in a relationship sure. where you're more easily um, set off by things that your spouse well, the book, is doing. The book is split up into internal triggers and external triggers yeah. for mm-hmm. a reason. Um, all those things are you know, encompassed in both of those. Mm-hmm. Right. And Amber, I can relate to this next trigger. Actually, I can relate to all the triggers, frankly. <laughs> but, um, oh, we're signing off. Thank yeah. you for joining Focus on the Family. <laughs> But uh, in your book, you've mentioned that you've had a struggle with an intimacy idol in your relationship because you didn't feel loved. Uh, Tell us about that. Yes, I had very many preconceived notions and expectations about what our marriage was supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And for us, I thought it was going to be a lot of security financially, white picket fence, Mm -hmm. um, guy will go to work. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom uh, and work from home on occasion. And the Lord, you know, he's got all his plans for us are good, and they work together for good. But in those early years, I didn't think much of the plans that Guy was making for our family were good. And so (laughs) I had this idol of you know, closeness and intimacy that he was going to do things my way. We were going to be on the same page. And when that didn't happen, it caused me to become really bitter. 
And so no matter what guy would say or do, he couldn't get it right. Right. And that is a really dangerous place to be. And it's a painful place to be. Well, and it sets up conflict, obviously. Gene, I just, you know, for people to understand your connection with this, what were you feeling? And uh, I think it's rooted in expectations. That's what you started with. Absolutely. That we have unrealistic expectations. And I would say... You know, the maybe the greatest thing that I've learned through marriage is that your spouse cannot read your mind. And I can remember being hurt that Jim couldn't read my mind. He didn't <laughs> know everything that I expected. And if I had to tell him what I was expecting, that that made me angry. And until... I recognize that is so unfair. Only Jesus, only God can read our minds. And I am not God. (laughs) (laughs) I know that every day. It's okay, and you should sit down with your spouse and during a season and say, okay, this is really what my ex- expectations are for my birthday or, <laughs> or for when yeah. you come home for work or these are my yeah. expectations for when I come home for work and how can we get the there? The birthday one's funny. You should bring that up because one, <laughs> there was one birthday where Jean said to me, I just, you know, I'm not sure you can tell us all the motivation behind this, but said, you know, I really don't want anything for my birthday. I'm good this year, basically. Mm-hmm. Very, yes. very crisp, bright attitude. I thought, oh, wow. Very take some selfless. pressure. So birthday comes and you know we have dinner and the next day I could tell she's not happy mm-hmm. and I'm like what's the matter <laughs> you didn't even get me a card for my birthday yeah well and well, I, I thought you said <laughs> I, what I heard, I, I was heard you didn't something want different than you said apparently <laughs> I mean anything is like a gift it's a card it's anything Right. But that wasn't quite it. No, and I still Swing I remember, and a miss. I remember <laughs> where we were when I said it. Wow. What, yeah. And what have I, I meant ever said I'm was sorry? what I meant. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, you have. <laughs> what I meant was I I didn't want Jim to buy me a gift. Yeah. I didn't want Jim and the boys. But that didn't mean I didn't want homemade cards from the boys, you know, that I, I wanted a cake, I wanted, you know, dinner. Yeah. 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 She wasn't fully letting you off the hook. What she, yeah. what she didn't realize is she was actually giving the boys and I a gift. Yeah, A, a right? day off on yeah. birthday. So yeah. We thought, wow, that is so but, kind of mom. But yeah. How selfless. That, I will say, I mean, truly, after that, there, I was able to say to Jim, okay, these are my expectations yeah. for my birthday. Right. It was, I want, you work it I out. Want, can you mm-hmm. work with the boys yeah. to make a handwritten cards? And, now, you guys had this yeah. with Christmas, right? Your we first did. or second Christmas? Yes, you had a stocking Christmas. battle? Right. I mean, it, we were yeah. so excited. We were going to do stockings. You you say it, guy. Yeah, I was, <laughs> you, I was, you did it. You did I was it. so excited when she said she wanted to do stockings. I was really excited that that was going to be a, a tradition in our family because that was something that was a tradition that my family had. Uh, the night before Christmas, we would always get together and open the stockings, and it was so much fun. But our stockings would be filled with gag gifts um, and little funny things and just crazy stuff. And we'd do even a white elephant thing where you'd end up sending the, the bad gift around. And um, and it was so much fun. Amber's stocking, for me, was filled with cologne and movie tickets oh, no. and all this wonderful you know, oils and different fun things. And it was... 
Yes, Boy, we I were pulled out so... a red feather boa, and I was pretty sure yeah. that pulling that red feather boa out of my Christmas stocking that we weren't going to make it to Christmas. The beginning two. of the end. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I mean, he, I had been so thoughtful, all these favorite things uh, in his stocking, valuable gifts, and yeah. I had just gag gift after gag gift, and I just thought, wow, we are really living in two different planets here. Yeah. You know, Amber <laughs> and Guy and Jean, I just, uh, at the end here, I think it's important to really hone in on that idea of um, coveting the ideal marriage, right. having that high, high, mm-hmm. impossible expectation, I guess, Amber, yeah. that you describe in your book. I want to, again, address that. Why is that really one of the most damaging things to a marriage? When you have an idol in your thinking and you don't even realize it, because your spouse is not living up to your expectations or your marriage or your circumstances. The life that you've created is not the life that you hoped for and prayed for. You have a choice to make at some point in that moment. You can continue to be triggered and angry and bitter, and you can go down a path toward destruction because Satan is alive and well, and he is um, seeking whom he may devour. And we're convinced that he was trying to devour us in those Mm -hmm. early years of our marriage. And and even now, he still is on the attack. But the other option was to recognize that my desire for what I want is either going to become so obsessive that I sin if I don't have it. And that is an idol in my life because I covet that more than putting on humility, a compassionate heart, kindness and forgiveness. And being open to trusting God with my marriage and my husband and my life. And so I had to tear down all those idols of what I wanted. And I had to start approaching Guy differently. And he had to start approaching me differently. And ultimately, we had to say, our lives are not our own. If I am so fixated on Guy's ability to make me happy or not, or my circumstances Mm -hmm. to be ideal then I will always be miserable because in this world I will have trouble. But Jesus says, fear not, for I have overcome the world. So I had to do a cleaning house of my idols and my thinking, and it had to start with me, that the Lord had to work in me to work on how I was going to love God. Because regardless of whatever God did or didn't do, even if he was sinning, it did not mean that I had to sin. And so I had to start being humble and saying, okay, Lord, trying to fix him isn't working. You've got to start (laughs) fixing me. (laughs) I also appreciate uh, the transparency from Amber and Guy Leah on today's Best of 2021 Focus on the Family. Uh, Some convicting reminders there. And Jim, it really was uh, very nice to have Jean in on the conversation as well. Well, I do. uh, Every time Jean's here, I'm glad she's there with us. Uh, I really appreciated Amber and what she was talking about. Fixing those little problems in your marriage isn't just about praying for your spouse to change. It's about working on your own heart first. And if you can get there, uh, your marriage is going to be in a good place over the long haul. And we're here to be kind of a drip irrigation system for you in your marriage to help you remember that. Uh, We want to help you have a strong, thriving marriage. And we know challenges arise. We get that. Uh, We also know that sometimes professional help is needed 
to rescue a marriage. That's one reason we have our Hope Restored Marriage Intensives. And they work. In the post-two-year survey that we do with these couples, 81% are doing better and still married. Uh, We couldn't do this type of ministry without you. Uh, When you support Focus on the Family Canada through prayer and financial gifts, you come alongside those who are struggling. You give families hope. So order your copy of Guy and Amber Leah's book, Marriage Triggers, through Focus Canada today. And please consider a generous year-end gift to the ministry. And on behalf of all those families you'll be reaching, let me say thank you. Donate and get your copy of Marriage Triggers when you call 800 the letter A in the word family or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we continue this best of 2021 conversation with Guy and Amber Leah and Jean Daly as well and once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.